is City General Midday News for Triple R with Emma Hartley, Joe Mizoraka, and Olivia Condis. A Victorian man in his 20s has died with COVID-19 as the state recorded two more deaths. There were 445 new cases of coronavirus in the past 24 hours. Only 129 of those are linked to known outbreaks. There were also two deaths in New South Wales, including a man in his 50s who received his first vaccine dose three days before testing positive. The state recorded 1,127 new cases. And Queensland recorded just one new local case linked to an existing cluster. Meanwhile, new data shows only 54% of the eligible population living in the city of Melbourne have received one dose of the vaccine, compared to the state average of almost 67%. More than 36,000 vaccinations were administered in Victorian-run clinics on Monday. The COVID-19 vaccination rate for Indigenous Victorians has been revised down from 60 to 45% of the population after it was revealed a software error led to over-reporting. It means the number of fully vaccinated Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders in Victoria is only just over 12,000, not the original figure of almost 31,000. Victorian Aboriginal Health Services Preventative Health Manager, Lionel Austin, says that they had been sceptical because the figures did not match their own data. He says there's an urgent need for more health workers to ensure the vaccines are delivered quickly. Workforce support is one of the big issues that we're, we're currently in discussion with governments and the, and the support is coming. So we're very grateful for that because we need more nurses and Aboriginal health workers on the ground jabbing arms. That's going to happen uh, very soon. The statewide construction industry COVID compliance blitz is underway, but a key union says they will not support any government move to make vaccinations mandatory. Ryland Sack has the story. The blitz comes as construction sites emerge as a major source of COVID-19 transmission. Industrial Relations Minister Tim Pallas says it places the industry in a precarious position. The joint operation will have, and I need to be clear about this, a zero tolerance. The time for warnings and admonishment is over. The government has opened four centres for walk-up Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccinations for construction workers in Campbellfield, Heidelberg, Wyndham and Melton. Workers will be given priority access to 20,000 Pfizer appointments and unlimited access to AstraZeneca at state-run vaccination centres. Mr Pallas said the Victorian government has considered mandatory vaccinations for construction workers, but Elizabeth Doidge from the CFMEU says they do not support that. Any member of ours who is stood down or faces um, consequences for their employment, we will be supporting them and representing them within the confines of the law. Ryland Sack, City Journal News. The Australian Unemployed Workers Union is campaigning for improved safety net for the financially vulnerable. The union's Canberra branch has launched a petition demanding the ACT government provide a $200 a week disaster payment for those on Social Security. It's part of a nationwide campaign called Pay People to Stay at Home. The union's Jules Kelly says a lot of Australians are struggling and it's time for political leaders to step up. This is a good time for all Labor governments in Australia to shift to a more compassionate mode um, than going with the past few years. Research commissioned by Westpac has revealed over 1.2 million Australians have been scammed in the past year. 
one in 10 under the age of 30 report being victims. In comparison, 6% of older people have been victims of fraudulent activity. Westpac's head of fraud, Ben Young, says people are more vulnerable as they isolate at home during lockdown. I think one of the things that we see a lot in scams is people making decisions quickly without talking to people. You know, our biggest piece of advice is talk to your family and your friends or talk to, your, you know, your accountant, your financial planner. You know, I've got a little catchphrase which I use just, you know, does this sound right to you? You know, that, that question can, uh, can save people a lot of money and heartache. The Climate Council claims Australia's national security is under threat because of climate change. The council says the federal government needs to act swiftly to stop the situation from worsening, with sea levels expected to rise. Asian countries are experiencing water scarcity, and they say the same could happen in Australia if the federal government doesn't achieve net zero by 2035. Councillor Cheryl Durrant says fossil fuel subsidies are causing climate insecurity in Australia. The real big elephant or the real root cause is CO2 in the atmosphere. So if this government's really serious about national security, it needs to support a decarbonisation target at least as equal to our key allies in the US and the UK. The Melbourne Theatre Company has breathed a sigh of relief thanks to a $5 million funding package from the federal government. The money is part of a larger $50 million fund specifically aimed at saving pandemic-hit arts organisations. The Melbourne Theatre Company recorded a $13 million loss at the box office last year and has predicted an additional $6 million loss for 2021. This year, it's already had 168 of its performances cancelled. The shortlist for the 2021 Victorian Music Awards has been announced. In a year where live gigs were cancelled due to lockdowns, the rules were changed, allowing streamed events to be eligible for Best Venue and Best Live Act. Liam Goh from the Teskey Brothers says the band is excited to be nominated for Best Live Act, among others. There's a stellar lineup um, of uh, nominees on that list. It just makes you realise how amazing uh, the music is in Victoria. Triple R is a presenter of the awards. In sport, the NRL has reversed its plan to hold Melbourne Storm's preliminary grand final at the same time as the AFL Decider, which features two Melbourne teams. Both games will be played Saturday, September 25th, but Melbourne Storm will now kick off at the earlier time of 4 o'clock, allowing Victorians to watch both games. AFL fans have signed a petition calling for Melbourne's former coach, Neil Danaher, to be granted an exemption to enter Western Australia to watch the upcoming grand final. The game marks Melbourne's first grand finals appearance since 2000, when Danaher was coach. Over 62,000 people have signed the petition, but Mr Danaher responded he didn't want any special treatment. In cricket, Australian Test captain Tim Payne is undergoing neck surgery today, but is expected to be back on the pitch in November in time for the Ashes. Now to weather. Partly cloudy and a top of 16 degrees. Light winds turning suddenly later in the day. And it'll be a similar story tomorrow with another 16 degree maximum and a cool overnight low of five. This has been City Journal Midday News for Triple R with Emma Hartley, Joe Miseraka, and Olivia Condis.